0: Hey, everybody, it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny.
1: It's episode 34 of LOI Central in association with FutureTicketing.ie. It's all about the D's today. Duff. Doyle and Dooley, Duff taken over at Shelburne, Doyle leaving Longford, and Doolan after a brief spell at Athlone Town, telling them that he's not going to uh, come in next season, and we will hear from Paul Doolan shortly. But it's uh, Pico Lopez mainly today uh, with myself, Johnny Ward, and Dan McDonald. Shamrock Rovers having rather cantered to the league title for the second year running, um, and I have a feeling they just might win the Player of the Month award for uh, October as well after Danny Mandrawu's uh, two-goal salvo against Finn Harps. Um, as ever in association of uh, Dan MacDonald beside me Dan this is a it's a managerial merry-go-round I don't know if you've heard that one before but um, it's rare that uh, we'll have days like this in Irish football where there's such a big name taking over a team
0: yeah no, it is it's really interesting there is no doubt about it like we will um, uh, I think you know we always talk about the, the battle for for profile and whatnot and I think there's no doubt that Damien Duff coming in to league of ireland at senior level is a fascinating development
1: it's you've been on top of the story i've got to give you that i did not expect this to happen no, i didn't expect you not that i didn't expect to be on top of the story Hang I mean, on a minute. you're a very good journalist it doesn't make any sense to me that he would take this job but just why is that now? because he was involved with celtic he was involved with ireland granted he's been involved with underage but he's taken over shelburne who have a ramshackle ground in talca park that they're obviously trying to develop um It's a small job in the overall scheme of things because I think he could get a good job in Britain. I'm speculating. I think he could get such a big name. And as you wrote in your piece this morning, he will be defined by his first job. So if it kind of goes wrong, and we've spoken about this in recent weeks, I th- just just seem to be a few pitfalls for him, like the upside versus the downside. For me, I'm delighted he's taking the job of the League of Ireland.
0: I think, yeah, but you can. You it can, won't be easy though. You can come across too often like a beaten down figure. I think sometimes like who you me know, or Duffer. Well, I mean, you and um, no, but the League of Ireland in general can be mm. a bit like that too. The I great
1: art beaten like, down. The, the
0: League of Ireland is great. You know, we should. We, the League of Ireland is brilliant. But then someone a big name comes in. It's like, why are they here? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you, you feel very proud of. Like it's like someone, it's like your local Paul Boss. Yeah. What are you doing? We only drink here because like we we rely on each other why would you be coming here you know you could be going anywhere <laughs> Outsiders. else I, I like I just think that that like people need to snap out of that attitude like why did Damien Duff leave Celtic uh, he left for family reasons he wanted mm, to come and live in Ireland how many times have we spoken about the fact that we want you know you, you, like people Irish people a lot of Irish people and um, with all due respect to our overseas listeners uh, a lot of Irish people like to live in Ireland and Uh, football people who want to live in Ireland aren't necessarily served by great opportunities here to work in an industry because there is no industry. Um, But the way to change that is to convince people like Damien Duff to take a job. And I think um, I wouldn't be drawing the exact link between it. But if you were to speculate, say, you know, Damien Duff maybe one time thought he might want to manage Ireland, right? Which I think I wouldn't say that would be a million miles from uh, the mark, you know, in the sense that last week's speculation that he was going to take the job wasn't a million miles off the mark. So I'd be happy enough with that. When he was linked with the job. Linked, linked, as I said. It was not a link. It was be on uh, LinkedIn it was a thing. Um, if Stephen Kenny can become manager of Ireland from a League of Ireland club, does that change the perception of what you need to do to manage ireland. is
1: this something you've come up with yourself now because he left the ireland setup he
0: did let no he left the ireland setup but I, <laughs> for I, reasons unknown I, I get the impression if like, i think damon needs to find out first of all if senior management is for him and this is a good way to find out without uprooting your family and moving to i don't know wherever like st hampton you know okay he's not gonna that's you know a very I mean? good point Like, are you gonna uproot your family to find out or you can find out here at home you know where you can be given uh, you're starting something almost from scratch in the sense that there, you know, he's been given it seems a bit of authority to do what he wants to do, so he can try and mould something into what he wants rather than going somewhere maybe where you inherit uh, structures and systems you may not be mad about, you know. And as I said, I think that family angle too. Uh, like, like Celtic didn't want him to leave. Celtic, I'm told, would take him back tomorrow. Uh, in some role, but he um, he was coming home, I think, from Celtic, regardless of whether the Ireland job came up or not. Um, it just so happened that it did at that stage, and and the two of them worked in together. Um, but he he is happy here. He's got young family here, and he has an opportunity to start his managerial career here. May, he may find out he may find out he, he hates doesn't us. like it. He may find out managing. Um, 27 year olds is a different gig to managing 17 year olds or, or 15 year olds who you can um who who had always it's always given the impression that he's motivated by encouraging kids to make it you know to to to, to, to go to the level that he was at and he's that, in the top, top five to Ireland players passion. probably
1: of all time in terms of ability like you'd have to say what he oh, achieved yeah. so it's like how he'll be able to deal with players that are of a grossly inferior level like and be able to kind of because he's so intense to be able to I suppose accept their their frailties and like bring them along and and what what really fascinates me though does he qualify in the category of young League of Ireland Manager.
0: Well, manager he's I, 42 it's 42 is Johnny you know I'm not just, sure are, 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 is your s- standard sentence of Clancy Higgins O'Donnell because there was Clancy Higgins and O'Donnell are like a sort of a, it's like a law firm to you or something like you can't actually mention one without the other It is like Clancy Higgins and O'Donnell young managers O'Donnell Higgins and Clancy are is it now going to be O'Donnell Higgins Clancy and Duff and, Duff. But, but like, and Stephen but, Bradley by the way is uh, 37 uh, who's yeah, younger the, than some br- of those Bradley's name. obviously
1: mentioned that but like, like I have I have said this. I think he's, coming, do a poll on it, Johnny. he's coming into um, uh, brackets of very good young managers like that will week to week offer challenges to him in-game challenges as well, where he's going to yeah, have to but, make. And I think he's he's not coming into a bad environment for a young manager.
0: No, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for him, I think, to find out if it's for him. And he didn't want to. Like he turned it down. And he's always spoken in the past that maybe managerial level here wouldn't appeal to him. Um, but he's been convinced to do it. Um, we'll hear more. To, we'll hear more about his plans. It'll come out across. The, uh, people may be listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, or you know, th- more may be out by the time we we do this. But in terms of his coaching staff, looking at Joey O'Brien, obviously a very significant appointment. We'll hear from um, Pico Lopez on his yeah, qualities, yeah, um, and other coaching staff, and it's a chance to give it a go. But I just think, like, you know, you can you can speak with too much. Of a sort of an inbuilt inferiority complex, but oh, we have to deal with grossly inferior players. Like most managers, sort of start off um, with sort of um, sort of grossly inferior players. Pico you know, Lopez for, just walking by us; he's none of that. For for the you know, he's just in,
1: waiting in the in the waiting room.
0: In the waiting room, but in terms of. Um, in terms of like top class players who go into management, they all deal with that to some shape. Like you see, like you see, where I see Harry Kewell recently was getting sacked by a mm. club in the conference. Yeah, that's you know. right. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but at the same time, I mean, like I, I just wouldn't be too down on the environment here in terms of what it can mean for a manager. Look what it's done for Michael O'Neill, for Paul Cook, for a lot of other people. You know, you can go back in time. So like this idea that uh, someone who's played at, at a certain level it can be too good to manage there. look it's a real leveler for them. 100 management, yeah. management is the greatest leveler. I, I am kind of playing, well, well, very briefly, pr- pr- but I know what you Very briefly,
1: what happened though? Yeah. You, you, your, your initial kind of reports was like that he'd more or less turned it down. Something changed. What changed his mind? Do you well, have any idea? Uh, well, I, I mean, there's more leaks in, from the budget from the Shells camp to you. Like, your stuff is, I mean, you've been on top of the story all week, so. I, I,
0: well, I wasn't, yeah. It wasn't, like, you know, but, um, um, well, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting like um i mean Damien Duff uh you know. It- <laughs> he I've never, rarely he, he,
1: seen as lost for words. No, in the last I think 10 I, I, cause
0: I'm not because I'm not going to pretend to know him well. I don't, mm. right? Like, what do you think I, happened? I, 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 like you know, you would, you, you would sometimes speak with managers in the league and you know them and you, you get on well with them and you know them. I don't with Damien Duff, so you don't portray yourself as someone who's speaking to him who's not, right? That's bullshit. I don't agree with with doing that and and trying to make on you know more than you do. But I think Damien Duff's reputation as such is that he is changeable. He changes his mind. He's unpredictable. He can be volatile. just come He's into my head. He's going to have to can... come on our podcast. That's well, going to be class. I mean, well, I mean, when are yeah, we going to get him un- on? Unpredictable and volatile. <laughs> Damien, meet Johnny. But but like, yeah, I, I think, I think the, well, I think we get on great. I, well, yeah. it could be brilliant or it could be sort of Doolin-Gartland on speed, you know, but I, I think the, That the, was a great I, I think, I think he, he has a streak in him that, he's his own man. He is a single-minded streak and he probably, his instinct was probably to say no and then at some point he realised, let's just give this a go. Like, you know, I can get these characters around me. I think they're giving him more backing and a bit more investment and it's like, as I said to you, you're coming up with a team that you know I think they're training you know moving from evening to morning where do they train actually um, they're, they're, they've been out in the AUL I'm not 100% sure on that like, yeah, I mm. love when you just throw stuff at me no because um, I think
1: that'll be vital like they have to have proper training facilities yeah no, of course it.
0: of course yeah, but which like, a lot of league clubs don't yeah, yeah but you know and like, I just think listen I think the easiest thing to do is to uh, listen to some Damien Duff audio from his press conference on this uh, Damien congratulations Thank you. Why now? Why now?
2: Obviously, after coming back home after Celtic, Tony, uh, getting involved with the Irish gig, but I just want to be on the grass every day um, to keep improving as a coach, keep learning, keep trying new things um, and they're probably the only club that welcomed me with open arms. Um, they've let me get on with my thing for 18 months and yeah, so I'm there, I've enjoyed it. Um, It's probably not great that there's traffic back in the M50. It was great during Covid, I'll be there in 20 minutes. But otherwise, they've looked after me from day one. And uh, listen, they've asked me last week, a lot of soul-searching, probably I was humming and hawing. It's obviously in the media already that I said no on Friday. Um, But I think over the weekend, um, after speaking to Alan, Doc and Andrew Doyle, they wanted me to reconsider. And it was just soul-searching with me. Where do I want to go in my life? Probably midlife crisis. You know, people have been telling me, you know, you need to start coming up with a with a plan. I'm obviously back home 18 months, and I didn't have a plan. Absolutely didn't. Um, all I know is I love football. I love coaching. I love helping and improving players. So, um, similar to when I said I think an RT that I'd be unhappy with myself if if I stayed. With this, I'd be unhappy with myself if I said no and turned it down. And it's as simple as that.
3: But why did you say no initially?
2: Why did I say no? Um, Probably because I was in the south of France drinking red wine. I was on my holidays. Uh, Listen, there was two reasons. Um, One, I like to be able to... I like my life, I like to go away with the kids and, uh, you know, just have my own time. So that was one. And secondly, was, you know, it's totally out of comfort zone stuff. And uh, are we scared? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Do I feel uncomfortable? Absolutely. But I've been preaching to kids since day one, my own two kids, 15s at Rovers, 17s at Shells about showing personality, about showing courage, which they can lack at times. And for me to say no on Friday, I was lacking courage. I was lacking personality. So over the weekend, as I said, I didn't have to speak to anyone. And of course the board told me to ask me to reconsider. And I did, and that was just soul-searching. That's why I said no for them. Two reasons alone. Like me holidays, and I was fearful of what I was getting into. But like I said, I can't preach to kids or coach the kids, whether it be men, women, or child, and then turn it down. So that's why I'm here. And listen, I am incredibly restless. I am incredibly impatient. Um, you can ask... Anyone that i have probably worked with you can ask the Shelburne boys this year and probably too hard on them because I want to hear right now for them. I want them to have the careers. Um, but you know, I I think too much. I thought about everything. I knew I'd be asked this question, but I don't know how you prove longevity or commitment to a club. You know, I was at Shamrock Rovers for as a player, obviously, um, and then as a coach for eighteen months. I dedicate my life. To 18, for 18 months to, to kids at Shamrock Rovers, it's, it's never mentioned I got stick for you know training at 6 o'clock in the morning and <coughs> then bring them back out at 6 o'clock at night um, I'd like to think they were the best days of them boys careers so far today um, I probably saw them kids more than I did my own kids so dedicate my life to them but I can't prove longevity by saying no to Celtic then so if Celtic come and asked me to come and leave Shamrock Rovers 15th, everybody in the room would say yes so I went to Celtic had an amazing time at Celtic. If I go back there tomorrow, I'll be welcome back with open arms. Um, built amazing, amazing relationships with some special people. But when your wife and your kids are back home and your son and your daughter are asking, Daddy, forget about eight, nine and ten. We just want you home. You come home, just like everybody else in this room. So I came home. I went to the Irish uh, coaching gig, obviously. And again, as I touched at the start, I would have been unhappy with myself, so I'm not going to get into that today, but I'd like to think again, everybody in this room would have left the gig, which is what I did. But everywhere I've been, I'm now with Shell, 17s, and now the first team, I've dedicated my life to them. So longevity or impatient or always jumping ship, I actually don't when you strip it back and look at the, the ins and outs and the reasons. I'm incredibly dedicated. I dedicate my life to players. I'm still in touch with Celtic players. I'm still in touch with Shamrock McRover's under-15s players for help, for guidance, on and off the pitch. I tell Michelle Byrne 17 players that now, on and off the pitch. I'm here till the day I die, till the day they die. If I bump into the street in 20 years time, and it's going to be exactly the same with senior players, whoever they are next year. So I knew it would be asked, but I think it needed to be addressed because to say I jump here there and I'm, I'm not, when I'm with players they get a whole of Damien Duff. I give my life to them. Because I know it's a difficult gig, I know it's a, a team coming up with not one of the biggest budgets, they've been yo-yoing up and down for the past couple of years, um, I don't like losing games, um, so I don't want it to fail. Um, I know a lot of managers when they, they do fail on their first gig they'd probably never get a, a, another manager's role again. But, you know, that's stuff that I'm fine with now. I'd happily be a barista. I'm halfway through my course. So if this doesn't work out, you might see me in a coffee shop. Um, so absolutely fearful. And that's where I'm at my best. I didn't want to go to Celtic. I didn't want to go. But Stephen Bradley, Glenn Crone and Stephen MacPhail, who I have the utmost respect for, made me go. My wife made me go. And she came with the kids and moved them up. But I didn't because I was scared, I didn't back myself, I didn't think I was a good manager or a good coach. But they made me go and it was the most amazing time in my life. So, the most amazing times where i be being a player as a coach is when I'm uncomfortable, fearful and out of my comfort zone. So, it's very, very simple. Um, so, going into the shells, first team role, you know, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be comfortable? No. But it's going to give me 24-7 focus, which is what I need because when I have an idle mind, as as most people, it's
0: not good for you. So I think I think what will also be interesting in terms of his mentality is is what players are attracted by his mentality. Like you know, what I would say about this working on the story over the last while, the excitement levels of other people within the league, like other managers, other people. I was wondering
1: like, who your own quoted uh, manager was today. I, I had a like he was a young manager, so I mean you're just getting into my. <laughs> are, voice you, are you thinking? Are
0: you thinking of your law firm. I, d- <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it was Bradzer either, but like. Uh, <laughs> well I just just the reason there was no there's no no great secret reveal of just another no, manager saying this is great. Yeah. But I think I think that there is a sense that like I think the League of Ireland rightly or wrongly has a reputation for being quite insular. Like and you know it, like people out here listening to it, they'll be like it's, uh, my, field. They, they be like, it's my field. It's like you know, more people should go to the games and then uh, you know all of a sudden twenty thousand people come to the game it's like it's a disgrace, all these people it's, like, here. The,
1: it's like the goy United fans like we used to chant at the, the when they'd be two 0 down in a cup semi final the big crowd is like we'll never see you again I know with this kind of like you know go away leave us alone it's
0: real angry <laughs> and it's like you know and then it's like sort of uh, sending this sort of drunk text at midnight going why doesn't anybody love me anymore you know
1: do, do you, you, the, you literally just sent her home like no you, yeah. you got drunk in the pub so, so, and you so she, she didn't that, have any phone. like
0: I think there's no doubt like outsiders coming into the league sometimes outsiders. sometimes find this a bit uh, I remember speaking to Michael O'Neill about it at the time that they just feel it as a bit of a thing towards them and there is a bit of like well no you don't this is our league and you need to earn and like I, I, even some of it I'm not saying he was perfect but it was some of this towards Niall Quinn when he was in going yeah yeah there was yeah he was never a League of Ireland fan so how dare he come in and maybe try and Declan McVinney gets sad listen, as well as that,
1: but you're not a League of Ireland and he, fan well, like well, I
0: mean he got that from you you told mm-hmm. him he was from a small place. you kept you kept, you kept, kept talking about his background Stony Grace Oil his background in Monaghan like a Patrick Kavanaugh sort of setting like, of course Declan you grew up rubbing your two stones together how were you to know a, that what football would in a would metaphorical be? sense
1: but, <laughs> you know, um, but,
0: but, but like you know, you know what I'm saying that there is there is a sense that oh, uh, he has to, like, you know, he, he he's not one of us. And that's bollocks. And that's the one of the biggest obstacles to the league. Like I, think in, in I think in fairness I think even this whole tone of, like, oh, we're so shocked he's here. Why are you here? There comes a point where it's like, in fairness to him, he's been, he has been on the backroom staff at Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, he actually played for, he briefly, played for Shamrock Rovers briefly. He was involved with them. And he's been involved with the League of Ireland underage level. Absolutely. So he's probably done more time on the League of Ireland beat than... than a lot of other people in terms of like God we've done you know, time minutes. on that beast yeah we have But Paid I, our dues I so, think, like. so I think like there comes a point where there's a big fuss around his appointment and it's brilliant but I think you have to have more confidence to say okay stop making a big fuss over him then and just let him get on with it and see how he gets on and that's going to be interesting because managerial you are right like the first job for a manager is so important and it does set the tone for the rest of his career no matter what happens with Damian Duff now it'll either if he, if he just doesn't go well um, it'll be like, oh, Damien Duff, oh, I sure he she couldn't hack out of shells. He left after 12 games or something. And that will be damaging on your CV. The flip side is it's a great opportunity for him to, to really announce himself uh, and, and I think be in contention for, for, for some good jobs. And this is another thing just to add to his list because you would have thought if he does well, he'll, he will get bigger jobs. So
1: I, I just I just think it's um it's unbelievably good for the league um and I I think people will be buzzing over it like that aren't um you know the the, the when Shelburne press conference Duff will get us in the paper a lot like do like the press conference people will be there, Shell's games Duff Duff at games Duff will be on the news it's fantastic for the League of Ireland
0: no it is it is it is, I no, think. It is and listen I'm no doubt we will you know hear from him in more detail maybe in the future and we'll talk about this again but uh, we should move on. Because, too, as you mentioned at the start, Dara Doyle leaving from Longford last night is the classic—you know—someone who had a really successful stay at Longford and then there's a two-line statement sent out uh, you know at sort of nine o'clock or whatever seven o'clock in the evening and it's a footnote to all the Duff news and yet he's actually done like a terrific job there and I'm sure with all this managerial upheaval you can be sure he'll be mentioned I just feel like there's going to be a bit of a merry-go-round as you said I'm sure Dara Doyle will be mentioned for jobs and then the other news as well of course is Paul Doolan um, leaving at loan after his short stay, it almost feels like the podcast a couple of weeks ago was longer than his actual stay in at loan. Um, but he's he has headed off, and you did manage to catch up with him, Johnny. So let's hear from uh, let's hear from Paul Doolan.
1: How are you getting on, Paul? Okay, John. Uh, I suppose a lot of people reacting with surprise, certainly from on, on my own WhatsApp, and I think um, within the league that's your your time in at loan. Um, will be coming to a premature end, I suppose. I don't know if you can explain to people why that happened And um, because I suppose you weren't long back in the game.
4: No, well, I think for first to foremost, John. I think... Um... Like, like to, to be fair, it was for eight games at the time um, when I met Michael. And um, like, as I said to Michael at the time, Michael O'Connor, that is, that, look, it gives them um, me an opportunity as well as them um, to have a look and see. I've been out of football um, for a good few years, as you know. Um, I had been involved with South Celtic, which was great. You know, at the time there, the players are great. Bobby gave me an opportunity. So I really enjoyed that. And I think the problem was the driving, John. And really? that's yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, like I live on the the, the far side of the M50, on um, heading towards. Um, I live in Oil. It's right down, you know. And even even going train and that, you know, like like I don't go home, you know. You'd be leaving um straight from work, and and push you're getting home, then you're getting back off for a walk, you know. it's like the driving was probably the big issue John. nothing else I mean the lads were great the club was great couldn't really um, say anything you know we were probably hoping as well maybe trying to get in, probably make the playoff you know at the, um, at the start and we had some good results and then some not so good results you know so um, but it was enjoyable it was good um, and as I said you know I enjoyed it at the time but it's just at this stage you know, it's okay if you're looking to make a name, maybe when you're younger, you'll probably do things like that. But for, like, for me at this stage, I think the driving was, and and that's it, nothing else, like the, the driving was just probably too much. And then, it, like as I said to you, with work and everything, you know. I
1: suppose with the Paul Doolan that was around in the League of Ireland 10, 15 years ago, would it have been as much of an issue
4: to you then, the driving, or is it that you're just getting a bit older in that regard? Yeah, I think so, yeah. There's no I mean there's no two ways about it. We're all getting older, that's it. But I think as I said to you, you know, if you're like if you're starting now and okay, I haven't been in the game for like for a while and like um so it's um, it's a little bit different and I said like I've done that I started down low um, as a coach and I don't mean down low but I mean I didn't get one of the let's say the better jobs um, at the time and you know um, so I would have um, done the driving and I would have done the the things even as a player but as I said you get a bit older it's not you know, you're driving home late at night too as well you yeah. know so um, that was it as I said I enjoyed the football enjoyed the coaching still, still showed you can still get results too like to be fair if you know what you're doing and you know, so as I said, we had some really good results. It was funny, the teams in the in, in the bottom half of the league caused more problems than the ones in the top half. Well, funny enough, the first division was ending up such that the likes of Wexford and yourselves were actually becoming
1: very competitive and, you know, the, the um, it was becoming very open towards the end, I suppose.
4: Yeah, it was, yeah, because I think at the start, and um, we um, had Galway at home and we beat them 1-0 and we did well to beat them 1-0 too. You know, it was more of a dis- uh, defensive uh, display than nothing else. But I think as we moved on then, also too, what seemed to cause us a few problems, John, was the breaks in between. There was three breaks in the eight weeks mm-hmm. because of the cup. And we didn't win a game after, would you believe? What do you put that down to? Oh yeah, I haven't a clue. You know, I think it was, I mean, we beat Galway, we break the next week and then we lost the week after. And the same was same. Um, Bray, we beat Bray and we lost the week after. And then um, we had a break there last week before the um, Cove game and we lost. Now, in fairness to the games that we lost, you know, okay, they were probably tight enough games and we probably played well in them. But I think you could see the improvement with the players and the team. And um, in a short space of time, you know. But as I said, unfortunately, they had lost a lot of games in between, John, you know. So I mean there's some good players there as well. And as I said, a very good little setup as well. That's what know?
1: surprised me, I suppose, that um like with with all due respect at loan, it's not the worst commuter situation from Dublin. And and you did have uh, you got some nice results and you had some nice players there with a the view to next year if you
4: were to say on. Yeah, yeah, but I think. It's still like it, it, like like as I said, yeah, like for me to get from the house across the M fifty alone on a, like on any given day, you could be an hour, you know, mm, <laughs> before mm. you even really start from Luke. And and I mean you're right, it's it, an hour and a half. It's still it's still long enough, John, after yeah. being up. Yeah, you know, just
1: and did it, just did did you find that? did you find there was much change from when you were last involved in the league Because it's interesting you look at Steve Roos and um Nick McCarthy saying that they they're not
4: necessarily going to look for more jobs. Do you want to come back in and get another job? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if the right opportunity came for me, I certainly wouldn't um, rule out anything, John. And that's being honest. You know, I think, um, as I said, I mean, um, I'm still um, young enough, I think, you know, probably at 53, like like when you look back, I mean, you're probably only coming into your better years, as like I said to you before, as a coach. And I, uh, like, I didn't, uh, have a job between fifty three and fifty eight. You know. Mm, mm. Yeah, and well, um, d- was the love was the love for it still there when you were managing for those eight weeks? Yeah, well, I think I think i like like again too. Look, some people will tell you that they love the football club that they play for. They love. Like, I just love football. And mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter like uh, like whatever club I'm involved with, and um, they certainly get the. Um, the effort for I me mean, plus defending that club as well too because you work for that club and as I said I like football I like coaching and you know I think um there's like I said this before I mean there's a lot of good coaches out there who who, who have no jobs maybe because it's 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 not such a big industry here as uh, other countries maybe John you know yeah. so I think, you know so um I said that before when I left Yeah, I was hoping that I might get a job. I wouldn't be presumptuous enough to think that I was definitely going to get a job, but I was hoping that I would have at the time, you know, so. Would you move for a job now? Move, what do you mean? Um, like would you relocate to like a, a Cork or, a, you know, a, a Galway or a Derry or something like that if it ever came around? Well, I think it's, it's a bit different. If it's full-time, all right, there's a bit different. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Hmm. You know, I think the last... Um, jobs that I've had, they've all been full time. So, um, it's different. You don't have you have all that time to um, to get ready and do things. But it's a, it's a little bit different. Used to. Like it's hectic when you're managing a league of World club. It is hectic. Was Everybody that the difference that. actually that you were part time? Um, well, it wasn't that. No, no. It's really as I said, you're driving up and down, John. That's hmm. that. That's that, that like that's the thing. You know, it's um. It's like and, and on any given day it was a crash on the M fifty. you could be an hour in fifteen minutes getting from the um, my house to the yeah. uh, Luke and, and I mean, you know, that's and was the you know loan board that. surprised with your decision or Oh, I don't know. I mean they were I mean, look, we had a chance, they were asking me would I stay and and I was saying that was the biggest thing for me was just the driving, you mm. know. And so um And like I thought about it, and it's like what I said. It's different when you're out for a while, and I don't think the football now again too. I don't know whether the Premier Division is any different. I mean, there's obviously better players and better teams um, within the Premier Division, but I still think um, if you if you can improve players, you can improve them anywhere. Yeah. don't have to be cutting in the fourth division. There's some good players in the fourth, some 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 decent teams. I thought Westfield were good when we played them, and they seem to be uh, to get a little, uh um a group of younger players in there. In and I thought they were good when we played them. You know, yeah.
1: So that like if, if if we if we are to see you back in in the League of Ireland, it'll probably be uh, a full time position or, or somewhere closer to the Dublin region. Is that fair to say?
4: Well, it would be great, yeah, it would be grand. Mm. So, I mean, it would be all things being equal, you know. But sure, I mean, what's the likelihood? Uh, at the moment, there is no jobs really, you know. Mm, mm, mm. So you, so, uh, yeah, do, what are your what are, do you regret going to that loan, or are you happy you did it? Ah, no, I enjoyed it. It was it was a case that Michael asked me, and I mean, I like I knew Michael from playing with i mean, at Rovers, and you know, it was probably it's uh, it suit then probably at the like the eight games, and you know, it was um, it was an opportunity, as I said. I mean, there was nothing that it was a case of, well, you're here for four years, like no contract. And that, that was fine, you know. So um, I was, um, uh, as I said, i have been involved with swords, And so, I mean, it, it was enjoyable. It was, I'll uh, oh, as, 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 as go back to what I said. It just gives you, gives me the opportunity to, um, to see whether I could still maybe um, do anything in football after being out. You know what I mean, John? And you were happy just, with the answer I mean, to that then? Well, I mean, I think, and um, to be fair, as you said, we got some really good results against some some of the the, the stronger teams, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and um, as I said, and um, again, with players, players like like, like no matter who you your coach coaches up, you'll always have players that probably don't and um, like certain things and that. But, but but I mean, I think the players enjoy it, and um, the 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 coaching, the training and, and there was a big improvement um it's it, like in a short space of time. That's what he said they started off very well for some reason, then they, they seemed to lose their way a bit. Um, in the middle, um, ten games, I think it was, um I think they picked up to three points and it probably like there's no doubt, it probably cost them and um, in the end. You know, because yeah. like twenty like thirty points. It's an awful lot of points, you know. So, I and mean, if, would...
1: if, if Damien Duffer take over Shelburne, what advice would you have for him? As I, as I record this now, it's not actually set in stone or whatever, but
4: um, what advice would you have if he didn't take the job <laughs> again, too? John, look, I like, I mean, it's very difficult to, to um give people his voice you know what i mean and Damian, like Damien Duff has been an absolutely brilliant player um both at club level and international level over the years and you know he seems like that he was um coaching well at rovers and then he moved off to Celtic but i think it's different um when you're stepping up to be a head coach and particularly in 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 um, the premier division you know it's totally different you know it's a big it's a big it's a different responsibility but he's an experienced guy so i'm sure he'll um he know what he's doing you know
1: one last question for you, which you meant to ask me your last on the show, and this is a, in relate. This goes back to twenty fourteen. Did you did you omit Jack Grealish from an Ireland under nineteen squad? And and if, if if you did see him at the time, did you did you have any idea that he would become the player that he has? I suppose people would call him a world class player
4: now. Yeah, well, he was actually in one of my squads. Um, we were going to a qualifying tournament in um, Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and then um, we had a few injuries mm. and. Um, uh, so there wasn't there was a few players that were available. So I called in Jack into um, one of the squad into that particular squad, and um, it was a good squad, I have to say. Um, we had uh, Luxembourg, Macedonia, and Germany in the group, and um, you could see in training he was a he was a talented player. All right, there's no doubt about that. But to be honest, at the time when we were there, John, and um, the way the games were, the Luxembourg game, we weren't comfortable, you know, which I think you should do. When you're playing against Luxembourg, doesn't matter what level it is, you showed whether they've improved or not. I don't think they do improve that much. Um then we played Macedonia, we beat them one-nil. Mikey Drennan was actually um striker uh, mm. at the time. And he had scored a hat trick, I think, in the fourth one. Then he scored in the second one as well. And then um, we played Germany in the last one. We drew two all, we were two-nil down, like which was brilliant because um it's not often you get results against Germany, you know. Um, and then um, at the time the substitutions that are, that uh, uh, myself along with the rest of the coach that we didn't make in, in the positions um, maybe we brought Sam Bourne on in the Germany game and he's got a brilliant goal um, to make it 2-1 and then um, we equalised uh, later on but Jack didn't come on and I don't think he was too happy but I hope you're not responsible for him switching to England, though, is the way I'm putting it to you. So we could have done with him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he played the he played the twenty ones after that, I think, you know? Yeah. you know. Whether whether he was ever going to play or stay for the Republic, I couldn't tell you. Well, um, did you have any inkling about that at that time? Like, well, not really, no, because I didn't know him. I, yeah. I had No deal. with him. I had just um, brought me because he was finished with the seven, or he was still legible the following year. Sorry, hmm. he was still legible the following year for the nineteens. And um, obviously he would have been in that squad uh, if he had been still around. But he went to the 21s and uh, that's what happened was all right. Um, they picked him and whatever. But maybe, maybe it's just as well that, um, that I didn't. And, um, and, 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 and finally, why, why is it just as well you didn't, sorry? <laughs> you no, know but I mean, I think when you look, I mean, he's, he's been playing for us only for a few games and he's gone for all due respects. You know. That's it. Um yeah. well, listen, we can so we can only wish you the best wherever you go if you whether it's yeah. be football or league of Ireland or wherever you go next. Yeah, may not be anywhere, you never know. But sure, as I said, I hadn't I didn't have it for five years and you know, but I enjoyed it and it let me see too that if I did happen to get a job that I I still feel I could do a job.
1: I don't know, there's a bit of sadness in me listening to um Mick McCarthy and Steve Roos a bit different, but when managers feel like they're coming maybe to the end and i'm not sure they're, they're saying necessarily the game is passing by and paul duden most certainly wasn't saying that but i do wonder will he be involved in the league of Ireland club again just from I, I, i'm not saying i don't buy the stuff about traffic but for me if you were that hungry to get involved again and athlone loan of good players it's not like they're a hopeless case and at loan isn't really that far from dublin yet he didn't deem it as ostensibly this is the reason he didn't deem it worthwhile staying management and i just wonder is that it for paul Dolan's league
0: well i don't know but i think i think in fairness you touched on it there that um and it was always a feeling that some people had when paul dylan went in there that paul dylan is a full-time manager in terms of mm. his mindset and mentality and part-time in this league as he mentioned it can be pretty demanding i'm sure if we spoke to dara doyle now i know uh, Longford trained in dublin which is the thing um uh, I can understand why that would be a thing like and as I know you get some criticism in regional clubs when you do that but there are clearly when you're asking demanding players and managers to do things for for quite low money um and then you have to add that into it like it's a complicated it's a complicated mix and maybe Paul Dillon was out for ages he wanted to get back in then you get back in at a lower level where you were before where a lot of things were out of your control what players do in their life is probably out of your control and you're going up and down that road all the time playing in front of low enough crowds i i can see like you know he he realizes that he is as he said he's about 58 now he's not 38 38 Thirty eight, you've more um energy to some degree because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're looking at me <laughs> I'm like, looking at you
1: how do you i'm like 38 38 man. yeah energy wouldn't be what i would associate. no
0: with. no will pico you don't drive either to be fair so no. like you you would definitely struggle playing for that long
1: Um, Will Pico Lopez Go down the managerial route Do you think Well he's right here Why don't we ask him Um, Congratulations on your title Pico Thanks very much You probably You must have been In in contention for our Player of the Month At some stage (laughs) Was Sean Still haven't won one It is Like Dan put that In the piece last week I was like That is actually Completely bizarre When a team is running away With the title I don't, is it like you haven't had a goal scorer who's been banging in 16 goals or is it like people don't rate defenders as much it is a bit mad and right. and Stephen Bradley was like the media need to have a long hard look at themselves and I was like I actually don't really vote in them things so that's maybe I'm as
3: culpable as anyone else but it was a bit mad like yeah so I was but like I've never seen so much controversy over a player the yeah, know, the yeah. in my <laughs> life like uh, to be honest with you, it doesn't really bother me like um, Whoever wins the player of the month is there on, on merit. Like they've had a good month and uh, it's a great honour for them. Like, but it, it's not the overall goal. I think Have you daily. won this? Not this year, no. Have you won it? You've won it four? No, actually, I don't think so. That's only the Rovers one which the Rovers player has to win yeah. <laughs> that's an anti-defender, Defender, that's defenders, an anti-defender but like, oh,
0: yeah, I've been involved in that I'm not as involved I'm not in the committee anymore so I'm, I'm washing my hands of this here <laughs> but like even the selection of the shortlist would be a big discussion and so often it goes down to goals scored and it's like no you have to and actually someone put a thing into it there's a bit of a discussion going on around this about um, I think even the stats of defenders that have been nominated in the last couple of years is is grim you know and I think it probably needs to be looked at. Well, you
1: know? I, I remember having a, having a point with Stephen O'Donnell, right? Watching a game before. It was an Ireland game. And I, O'Donnell, I, 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 O'Donnell, Higgins you, and Clancy. You're, to, you're, you're, about, you're talking about Pauls, right? So I was like, oh God. He, Stephen O'Donnell's point basically was that it's a lot easier to play centre-back than it is to play up front because Stephen O'Donnell is like, Patrick McElhinney is more talented than um, Duffy, for example. Patrick McElhinney is a more talented player than Shane Duffy. And I was like,
3: uh, what do you make of that? Oh. Like there's different parameters supposed to measure players. They're both quality players in their in their own way and they both bring different things to the to the table. Like so You played like, midfield though, is it easier to be a centre back or a midfielder? Uh I like, suppose like I think I think it's easier to be a midfielder. There's no pressure. Really, there's not as much pressure as playing at the back. So if I make a mistake at the back you're pretty much you're done yeah you're done flat handle pounce exactly yeah yeah. and a few have (laughs) pounds, believe me (laughs) Uh, but when you're playing midfield you're you're in the middle of it. you can go press people if you make a mistake you have an opportunity to go and get back the ball you can use all your energy to get around the pitch and you you have a bit more confidence to try stuff knowing that behind you but at the back you just have to make sure that you're, you're not conceding goals and then Anything off the back of that, like you can, you can maybe try and play and express yourself and look you might Michael in the end of a corner or two, like, but um, as you have as well, yeah. In terms of pressure positions, like the goalkeeper has to be the, the, the highest amount of pressure on you, like you say, you, you can't afford to make many mistakes because you usually up a goal and then it kind of goes up the pitch, like, and obviously, I suppose there's, there's pressure on strikers to score goals, like, but.
0: Mm. I Mom. think it's interesting because the way Shamrock is your Rovers team plays I think I'm not just saying it because you're here but there is probably a bit of pressure on your position because the team is quite expansive it's quite attacking like you take risks you know and you're generally the sweeper the middle of the back three and you know, if you as you said if you misjudge a sort of a teams will just try and like counter against you quickly and if you misjudge your first intervention all, all of a sudden you're in a bit of bother So it is actually a, a big role like that Yeah role it is.
3: Like and look, I I'm probably sticking up for the defenders as well yeah. like in this position, but like it's obviously as you say you alluded to the way we play is, is possession based. Like so we need to get on the ball and and be brave enough to play into our more creative players in midfield and, and, and look forward. Like so it's not just a case of getting it and hooping up the pitch and hoping they, they create something. Like you have to have the the bravery to get on the ball and, and take it in, in high risk areas, high pressure positions where the a team's coming full press in your six-yard box, you have to take the ball to the goalkeeper and look to play to your midfielders and, and keep the ball and, and open teams up. Like so,
1: we'll say from an Irish perspective now. If you look at like the Irish centre backs that are the, re- the young lads coming through, we have an absolute abundance of talent. And then you look at up front, and like there's no comparison here. So why is that? Like why are we so many good centre backs in Ireland, but we we haven't had a striker more or less than Robbie Keane, give or take, who can score goals.
3: Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, with you, I, I don't know. Like, I think the the other team at the moment is is developing really well. Like, um, you can see that. Like, and I think most. Uh most teams kind of start with the the back four and the goalkeeper and try to build the defence to be to be strong and then maybe at the other end it kind of takes a bit of time to, to trickle through. Like, but um, mm. look, I think if you even look across the league, like there's there's always been a in our league now. Can only speak from my my experience. There's always been a standout striker or two like each season who who seems to bang in the goal. So I wouldn't say that we're getting it completely wrong. Mm. So how was your weekend? You won the, you won the
0: league on Friday night. <laughs> I assume, that was me week. I assume, yeah, <laughs> like I I know you know the, the day after the 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 Saturday is generally a good team day with these things so I assume you've got to enjoy it and have a bit of fun yeah
3: yeah it was, it was fantastic as I say like this year was um was really important obviously to win it in front of the fans like after missing out the last year and we uh, we really did enjoy ourselves on Friday the, the pitch celebrations were incredible like and and that's what it's really about like winning it in front of your you fans so everyone can share in the moment and it just lifts you to another level and then obviously the next day like a uh, yeah, kind of headlocking your teammates, saying how much you love them and uh, ah. how brilliant they were this year. Like, but no it was great because it's like giving Joey O'Brien a headlock. Really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> giving everyone league race as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who be, who'd be the main person you'd be headlocking in that scenario? Oh Jesus, uh, probably Greener. Yeah, me and Green are very fond of it and chain white league race as well. Like, um, but yeah, it's like they say like, we were probably deprived of it like for maybe two years of having actually a group bonding session. Like, you're mm. not allowed out like even for a like, coffee or uh, a drink, like just to catch up to watch the football, like and just be everyone there like on the Saturday like it was brilliant like
0: I remember last year when you won the league and I was I can't think which
3: game it was when was it was either you won the league I think it was Finn Harps uh, were playing bowls and we were yeah we were sorry at home, so yeah. when
0: you got the sorry it was the day when you actually got the trophy I remember and I remember like you know you were up on the podium and they played build me up buttercup and you had a bit of a moment and I think you know I probably had a couple of beers in the stadium or whatever but how different was it this time because I mean last year I remember looking at it going yeah that's great but then 10 15 minutes later the stadium's in absolute silence and yeah. people are sort of walking to their cars the 20 or 30 media that are there and stewards or whatever how different was it this year th- to last year? 10th uh, of like
3: it was as you say last year was nearly like kind of not that was embarrassing like, but you're kind of jumping around celebrating and th- you're looking around there's, there's empty seats like. mm. but this time like, the fans were just leading celebrations so you could hear them since Danny scored in the, in the third minute Like, they were in party mode and then straight away after the final whistle I think I went to shake back in his hand and wish him best to look and I turned around there's about 2,000 people on the pitch like, which is yeah. brilliant Like, and everyone's jumping around everyone's buying and then the celebrations were we're in the stands and the champagne's popping off everyone's on the pitch celebrate. it's just it's just what it, what the football is about like it's about sh- um, sharing the experiences sharing in the victories like with the players coaching and staff and and the fans like and just make you feel on top of the world those fans missed a lot as well didn't they oh, like, they did I mean yeah. like
0: you know I remember the emotion of the uh, funnily enough Finn Harps was the first game after the break wasn't it where fans were allowed in in, mm. in June yeah, yeah. and there was a thousand fans there and I remember doing some t- chatting to some fans outside and they were like talking to a couple of fans like I missed them winning the league missed the Milan game you know they missed a lot of stuff they missed the cup final last year although it didn't go your way and then like playing Finn Harps in June was like the biggest thing in the world to them you know and then ironically enough it's Finn Harps again sort of a couple of months later um, we touched but, on the fans that passed away in that time as well. Oh, became, yeah. big, like, deck, it, it, big, big deck, big deck, like
1: yeah, it's it's, it's without getting like over over modelling here, it, it's it's part of people's lives. Like it is a massive part of their lives that was taken away and some of them never got it back. Like they passed away in that time. And Big Deck missed the celebrations obviously of last week because then he missed last year. And these these fans, this is their like this is their life to go to tell every second week.
3: Yeah, like you said it. Like and I've met plenty of fans over my time at Rovers, and even like in the in the gym, like uh, meet a few uh, the fans, like. And and they love it, and they keep the club going. Like and to be able to, like I say, it, it's 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 as much for them as it is for us. And to be able to share it on the pitch with them, it, it really is fantastic. And then obviously you go on and, and you're chatting to them in the celebrations after, like, and how much it means to them. Like and like I've met so many people from Crumlin who are who are Rovers fans who didn't even realise I was around the corner for them. Like, which is, yeah. which is it's, it's mm. a nice little moment to kind of say like, no, I'm a I'm just a regular Crumman fella as well. Like, and we both share in this passion for for Rovers now in football. Like, so it's mm. great
0: do you think in years to come when you think of the 2021 20, season like what will come to your mind like what what defined this title win for you is it all these late goals or is there other moments that will come into your head and you think yeah that's why we won that league
3: yeah it's probably obviously late goals a probably a big part like that sort of belief that like yeah we'll get a chance to win this game like um I think uh, the Derry game maybe sticks out for us as well where we had that COVID situation. I think. That,
0: that, was, that was chaos, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was actually. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, so we were like, obviously, I think we had a few close contacts or maybe uh, I think maybe even Sean, I don't I can't remember who was. I much. think Sean Hoare was absent. There was a couple of, a few people uh, were, you were waiting on
0: You were waiting on private test results or something. Wasn't that what it was? And it was a bit Did of that. What,
3: no, sorry. We were coming back from a European game. Yeah, and there was a I think there was a period where you'd have to sort of just like isolate, like go training, but yeah, and that isolate. And uh, I think once someone, someone became a close contact, and that kind of just threw a spanner in the works where we needed to get everyone positive, everyone tested, just to make sure. Like, and uh, when we got tested, some people's tests came back sooner than others. Yes, yeah. So we were traveling up to the game, and some people were not knowing if they were able to play or not. Like, and the 19s came up with us and. It was just yeah a bit held skeleton I don't think we're allowed into the ground uh, until we start getting tested. So we're just literally waiting the bus. And as soon as a message came through, I was like, yeah, you can go into the dressing room, get togged it will get warmed up. Like, Richard Hell
0: wasn't un- named on the team sheet, and then yeah. his must have come through because all of a sudden he came on to it. And I think it was the Sean Gannon and Joey O'Brien didn't play or something because presumably theirs hadn't come through. in time No, I don't think. I think yeah.
3: theirs came on sixty minute of the game. Like, so right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit late to bring them on. And you, you went do. two nil down. Yeah, like it was just it was just a man like to say like it kind of d- disrupts your. your your, start, your preparations to the game your warm-up is kind of pushed back you're kind of rushing through things and yeah we, like, to be fair probably Derry caught us cold as well like, um, and got two good goals but again that sort of belief like that we can get back into the game we just need to trust ourselves back ourselves and we did Bookie seems to like scoring up there like, and
0: you destroyed them in the second half right? you know what I mean like you really yeah. did sort of blew them away in a way that you haven't maybe at other times this season it was a very it was a real statement I felt that game
3: yeah I I think a lot of frustrations of the day came out as well like obviously it was a bit like out of everyone's control what has happened like I'm just like you know we're here to play football let's go out and play football and look we managed to pull a goal back before half time in the second half he really went for it and and we won the game like I think there might be feeling that Shamrock Rovers haven't maybe gotten the credit they
1: deserve. And I had to reflect myself on this last week when I was thinking, like, we kind of have um, maybe taken for granted like what Rovers have done. And if I just mentioned Graham Burke's performance that day in in that game, but also your performance against Derry at home in the last time you played Derry, where you kind of just squeezed the life out in the second half, and St. Patrick's Athletic in Tala, when again, you more or less
3: totally bossed second half. And to be fair to Rovers, you've upped the gear this year when you've had in the league, I think. Yeah, like... um I think, like, if I've heard a lot of this obviously on the last few weeks, like, that, like, a lot of people talking about whether we deserve it or not, they're not a great team, like, and I just think to myself, like, let everyone talk about it, like, it's about what's us what's going on with us in our dressing room. I think at the start of the season, we, we've we lost a lot of players, we've got a lot of new players in that, that need to sort of learn the, the way we play, like, like, remember I talking to Sean Gannon, and Sean Gannon's won everything in this league, as you know, and he's one of the best players over the last 10 years, like, and he was still trying to, like, I'm not quite quite sure how to get the grips of this team. And then I think as the season went on, you see he grew into a new position. He became a centre-half yeah, and he's, yeah. he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant since he settled in a position. Same with Sean Haar. Sean Haar's an unbelievable footballer and he's still sort of just getting to learn the system. And now as you see, the season goes on. He looks so comfortable in it and kicking on. And then, of course, Daniel's got them uh, the important goals against Pats. Um, he went from strength to strength and he's just finished the season like incredibly strong. Like, And just in their moments he seems to be the person to take the take the pressure on himself and goes, right, i going to be the difference. I there. don't think he got it. Maybe he didn't get enough credit for the quality of the goals he got against Harps. Like that yeah. second goal, that, that's a brilliant header. Like, it's and, and, incredible. And, and I, I wouldn't be, I'd be proud of that now. I don't think he'd be able to do it. Like I'd <laughs> yeah. be trying to burst a net with it and he's just guided it into the bottom mm. corner. The yeah.
0: fireworks and everything, the fog. Was, yeah. And, and, was and, and dramatic, Dylan, Dylan,
3: Dylan Watts as well. I, I
1: don't think I enjoy watching a player more in the League of Ireland than Dylan yeah. Watts. Um, me, me neither. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's yeah, just, he, he looks like a foreigner the way he
3: plays. He's just yeah. He's
1: a different style and that... That pass and so on
3: and you'd wonder where he can go in his career. Yeah, like I I've since I've, I've watched Dylan I've been a big fan of him and every day and trying some of the stuff he pulls out, like I'm just oh, geez, stand back and and admire it. Like and uh, and he's one of these players, like he's he runs quicker with the ball. Like you're kind of looking at him running beside him, and thinking to yourself, "This fella is—it's is not a footballer at all." And then he gets the ball at his feet, like, "Jeez, he blow you away!" Like, and just the, the the kind of passes he can see and pull off, and the ability to move the ball is just—I say—he's a joy to watch. Like, and I'm hoping he kicks on again, like, because there's so much more in him. To, to,
0: yeah, I want to talk to you about Danny Mandru, actually, because you'd be regarded as someone that looks after yourself very well. You know, sort of a, the the classic sort of good professional in terms <laughs> of like athleticism and stuff. And, like, Danny had this question mark hanging over him last year, whether he... I think it's, a, it's known that these question marks were there, whether they were fair or not, they were there. There was... You know, he was left out of Bose. The time I heard Danny Corcoran speak about it on a podcast recently, you know. He left training one or two days and Danny really liked him, you know. Um, stuff in a press release about Danny, the reason he might have missed the game and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And... Yeah, it seems like from from day one at Rovers, he seems to have won people over, and that day to day, Danny is different, maybe to some perception that existed.
3: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I was I was a bit amazed because you, you do hear these stories going in, you kind of think, well, right, what are we going to be doing we hear we come in?" And from the first day, we're in the gym together. Like he was, he was grand. Like he was just a normal, uh, regular bloke. Like uh, got on well with the group, mixed in well, and he was he was determined to. Kind of prove people wrong that like I'm actually a good person. I'm here to work hard. I'm here to mm-hmm. win things, and you could tell that like, you didn't have to. I didn't have to have a a chat with Daniel. Say like, yeah, where's your head at and this. Like he was just ready to go, focused on the goal, and that was to come into Rovers, progress as a player, and win things. and as I say, like at the start of the season, I think the whole team were trying to uh, adapt with new players, coming into new positions and um, just trying to get the style of play like, like you would get used to it. And even at that, I think we were maybe not at our best, like as of course, at the start of the season, but like the lads were still putting in really good performances, scoring goals. Like so Rory, like so Danny, like chipping in with goals here and there, really important goals and really wins. And then as the season went on, it just grew in stature, grew in confidence and been incredible for us i suppose in terms of and as you said
0: you don't need to pay attention to that debate outside the club just let that go away but it feels like there was that just that one week in august that i'm sure you'd love another go with that one week in august again right if i could yeah. say you can go back to, what do they call it in golf like a mulligan you can have another shot i'm sure you'd love to have another crack at that at that two weeks or that week flora and bows because that that must have hurt you as a group that sort of time
3: you know? Yeah, it definitely did, and uh, I don't think we uh, we did ourselves justice, especially in, in the talent games like um, like myself included. I think I had a, an absolute bomb scare over there, like and it was it was really unlike us to kind of cough up the goals that that mm. we did, like and um, not really give ourselves a chance in the, in the second leg coming home. Like they were a really good team, they were strong opposition, counterattacked as well. But we we're probably disappointed that we gave ourselves too much to do. Like, yeah. It really is. Probably uh, the game got away from us over there. Like, and then obviously the the, the balls game. It's a cup game. Like, it's it's a once off. Anything that can sort of happen, it just it fell in between them them two games, which is the disappointing thing. Like, but um, and like nobody cares about the bowls game really if you'd qualified because the bowls game you'd
1: you'd injuries go into the game and it was a hectic schedule. But it was the feeling I think was that it was on TV and the goals that you coughed up over there was so unlike Sean Grover's
3: Yeah, this is it. it's was all, all magnified on, on, on TV. Like, and I wouldn't say that no one really cared about the, the Bows game mm. in between. Like, obviously it's a massive game, sorry, and as a neutral, like, yeah, sorry. Neutral, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah The put, narrative of the season was dictated by that week, but it was more yeah. so the Florida talent game, I suppose. Yeah, so, 100% to say it's just, it's just a, it was a bad week, like, and look, if we, if we got it back, like, we'd, we'd like to have a little cracker and, and mm. probably do ourselves a bit more justice. But look, that's just the swings and roundabouts of the, the LOI season, unfortunately. Mm. Like, you have to you have to take injuries, you have to take people missing into account, you have to take games every two or three days, like, on the, on the chin, like, and just roll with it. I suppose, though, in a way, like there's no danger of
0: complacency setting in I'm sure you'll be raging sitting watching the cup final or not watching the cup final (laughs) Uh, or if you see Flora Tallon are playing in the conference league now on Thursdays and stuff that I'm sure going into 2022 now you have the champions route that's something that you didn't do this year that you can you can sort of target next year right
3: yeah it's, it's definitely motivation as you say like a uh, hurts like a hurts when you, you see your team you can't see yourself getting so close and then the obviously the opposition team going on to either make it to the cup final or in the conference league lane like, just like dude that could have been us like so yeah it's definitely going to be the motivation uh, for next year like but it, it's half the lap as well like i think uh, the last two seasons we were knocked out in the in the second round uh, uh, won uh, one Ljubljana. not uh, the Cyprus team Limassol uh, Limassol, uh, Limassol, so Limassol yeah. and then we had the second round game against AC Milan in, in which only played with one leg like, and it was like we had a fantastic European uh, campaign mm. like to be knocked out by AC Milan in the second round and you make it to one uh, round off the, off the group stages and it's like it's been a bad year it's <laughs> been a bad <laughs> so year yeah. but so
0: much is determined by the team you're knocked out by course, that, that is course, the thing yeah. and it's
3: because it's because it's a team
0: from chance Estonia they're, and they, yeah, were, they, they were a good side but it's because I think that's a, good, that's a big the name. thing. If you had been knocked out and but even by Bratislava, I think mm. it would have been a different discussion. Of course, yeah. But because it's, yeah. it's a team from a lower ranked league. Like that, that's where yeah. it comes from,
3: isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that, that that's something that like it's, it's probably um like to me, like it, like when I look back at little and suppose it, it's it's part of it uh, playing with Kate Bird now as well. Like it you'd, you'd assume that a team from a lower ranked nation is is gonna be full of, of bad players, like and then us as our league, we're pushing for our players to kind of being a national team mm. and are good enough to go and pick their league. So you have to put respect on, on every team across every league because once they're in that sort of Europa League competition, the Champions league competition, they're there on merit. Um, and look it's easy to say that was the, the team from Estonia like um, should be beating them and I, we, we probably should have but they were a really good team and they really caught me by surprise well, well yeah. you you have
0: you, more than anyone you've found out in the last couple of years that it's a big old football world out there now the last time I spoke to you other than maybe around the game or something was when you were trapped in a quarantine yeah. hotel <laughs> yeah. you were in the delights of what the Crown, Crown Plaza, Plaza in Sanctuary. Sanctuary, Yeah, I'd say every time you, if you ever drive past their party you're oh, like sure, I haven't right. been in, in Sanctuary have. since <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Don't dwell too close to that place. You, you
0: had a bit of a mad mad uh, COVID story that you, you'll be able to tell in years to come. That basically you were playing, because you play international football with Cape Verde, which I want to speak to you about that in a minute. But you, it was prior to the exemption for elite athletes. And you, you basically just got, got landed in that hotel in Samson. Yeah. I, spe- I did a piece with you at the time. I don't want you to relive it, but, <laughs> it was, but it wasn't a great experience for you.
3: No, not a lot. And funny enough, I was only thinking about it this, uh, this morning, like uh, about... Just thinking about at the start of the season how we started and all that. It's like, Jesus, so I was actually locked up in a in a hotel for for twelve days. Like locked but, up, like like locked up, like and it, it was. And the thing about it was it was insane. I think um, I was away on international duty, and uh, it only came in as I was away. So that's it was, what it was, sorry. and yeah. I, I was unable to. Like we we were actually qualif- uh, playing qualifiers for the African Cup of Nations, and uh, I just played my first game. Um, competitive game for Cape Verde against Cameroon which we won 3-1 so we we're all buzzing and we we're going into the second game knowing that I think a draw would bring us bring us through and a win obviously would be would be idyllic and um, but I obviously got the phone call before that saying that like we need to come home now and start your quarantine otherwise I'd, I'd miss. I think it was three games instead of just the one because um, of the fixture schedule so uh, that was that was obviously upsetting because like, you're going over to Mozambique. Where were
0: you meant to play? Mozambique? Was yeah, yeah
3: Mozambique over there knowing that if you win that you qualify for different combinations, like but um look it, it I suppose the most important thing is to be back and make sure I'm available for games for rovers as well. Like so came home and even when I was going through the airport, like uh there was lads looking me and saying like, oh you be grand you don't need to, this isn't for you. Like, you know the, we're not trying to catch people like you for this quarantine. Like it's 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 for people who are just willingly nilly going out travelling and that like you'd be grand. So i was kind of going in there a bit optimistic thinking that right i'll just go in check in and start my appeals process and i'll be out here in, in a few days uh, no such thing <laughs> um, i think after you, you have to i think it's after two or three days you get tested and then you wait for your results back and then once you have your results back you kind of like you, you can start appeals process again like so i think i appealed to come out there about three or four times and I just fell on deaf ears like what happened with mozambique then Uh, We won. Uh, I was able to watch uh, it in the room on the iPads. Uh, The lads won um, the game and we went through and there was great celebration on the pitch. And what the pleasing thing really made it for me, like uh, the lads rang me Oh, yeah, I nice told you yeah, in the dressing room, and there was party celebrations. They were all tucking their jerseys into the shorts because they do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all dancing around there. So it was a really nice moment for me. Obviously, I would love them to have been there, but that was an thing Like that, I wasn't there, and the lads were still thinking on me. like was, which and was. And you
0: were you're in Santry in the hotel because you yeah. sent me a picture of this little exercise area that you could. You were released maybe what for fifteen minutes. This, this is, is like, it's all
1: jail terminology. Yeah, yeah. you were yeah. Released to like you know, locked
0: up but you had a little fifteen minute window to exercise, right? <laughs> but it was the, as you say as a racing man it looked like uh I don't know think of the worst racetrack in Ireland like most undulations like Wexford or Down something path, yeah. and you're trying to go for like a run to get Just something get into your legs in, yeah. and
3: it wasn't really happening for you was it? No I think uh, they say you're not allowed out um, until you get torn a negative Covid test so it was about three days before I was able to get out and get a bit of fresh air um, and at that like, you have to ring up you have to ring reception guys, can I book a bit of time for fresh air because you only have allowed 15 uh, minute slots so you could ring at 10 o'clock and say yeah you can come out at 1 o'clock uh, for 15 minutes it's and, like uh, the Viking in King, <laughs> isn't it it's like I'm just thinking of it's yeah. incredible and like you say you only get three of them uh, three of them allocations like throughout the day like so you can nearly book them so about, when I ring at 10 saying, can i say you can come out at 1 can I come out at 4 and say 5 or whatever way you want to work or, like. and I think on the fourth day I was allowed out after the, the second 15 minutes, I went there. I was just like, oh, I don't even want to come out for me toward 15 minutes. This place is depressing. It's about the size of this room we're in there now. And then Dan said, "There's just there's potholes in the ground. There's there's uh, hills. You're running through trees. You're running through ashtrays. You're running through bins." I'm just like, I even said it to them a few times. I was like, "Is there a, another patch of grass I can then get? If you could me boots with me after being away from football, I was like, there's another patch of grass I can just do a bit of sprinting or a few are running. And I'm just like, no, far too. Is, is is
1: like, I know like the pandemic asked questions of it all, but like some of the absurdities uh, of it, like. Like now that you mentioned, were just so bananas, like absolutely it was, daft. It
3: was it was crazy. Like as I say, like I didn't neg- I. I think it was uh, within the two weeks. I think the first week, uh, first four or five days, I was in the hotel. I had four negative COVID tests in the in two weeks, and I was still locked up in there to the twelfth day. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why why am I here? Like I'm I'm not. I'm not positive. I'm not. Could also are a
1: professional sports person. Could could have screwed up your season in many respects. You, did you struggle
3: you, a bit when you came back? Yeah, out? Did you yeah a
0: couple of ropey games. I think where it looked yeah, like you. <laughs> no, 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 you're
3: right. No, you're 100 percent right. Like, and uh, I think it's because I only played one game uh, in the league, and then I went away with uh, with Cape Verde. So you're kind of in the. It's it's really important to force maybe four or five league games. You get your match fitness back. So I kind of felt like I had to start again. Uh, when I came out, I think uh, I was up at, up at Derry and I was doing runs at the pitch. I just felt, oh, geez, I'm I'm miles off. And my first game, I think against Longford, uh, I, I think I gave away a penalty then oh, uh, yeah, in the first yeah, half. Yeah, like, right. So yeah, it, it took me a while just to find my feet again and get up to match, uh, match speed. Like, um,
1: just, actually, I, that came into my head there. So you kind of appealed to the referee. It was a blatant penalty, right? So are you <laughs> kind of thinking as you appealed to the referee, oh no, like I've, I'm just not at it here. I'm just not
3: fit enough. Or are, you, are you kind of half-hearted saying that's not a penalty? Uh, look uh, i i thought i thought the panel was bought like, like yeah <laughs> okay. like no yeah you, he you,
0: doesn't agree with your assessment of the penalty nah. johnny just to be yeah, clear look,
3: uh, I, I didn't i didn't try Do to a pull pull him like, well. i didn't try to fill them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i thought the panel was bought but look you can't change the referee's decision um i think at the, at, like obviously obviously when i gave when i got the ball taken off he was like oh geez i need to get myself going here like uh but then after that like i say you kind of find yourself into the game again and, and the lads were, were brilliant like uh dug me out of a hole and got a last minute winner again against Longford mm. and, and got us to three points but yeah look you just, you just know that like right, you just need to get yourself back to your levels back to your, your sharpness as quick as possible and you do your, your work uh, after training after games just try and get yourself there but the most important thing is, is, is playing games and the less you miss the easier it becomes uh,
0: We have a few questions for you here actually I'm going to introduce one or two of them now because they're tied into the way the discussion was going Yeah, so Andy McNulty, the uh, ex-Bowes goalkeeper. What's the experience like of playing the AFCON and World Cup qualifiers with Cape Verde? Is it surreal? How proud are your family of you for representing the country of your heritage? And I was thinking about this because I think I saw you posted something on Instagram recently. I think you were on a bus going through a street and it was like, you know, it was a street party. And I was just looking at this going, here's a fellow from Crumlin, you know, however many miles from home in the middle of this scene going, this is brilliant. Like, I mean like qualify for the Cup of nations that's coming up. Like, what what is that been like for you? That experience? It's
3: it's been unbelievable. And you say like every time you kind of you go away or you get the call up, you get the butterflies again and get everything that this is this is unreal. Like I tell I me mean, like I never thought myself uh, being in these positions or going to these countries to play games. Like and and just going back to that video you, you said that uh, that was after we beat Liberia at home and uh, like that like we're about five minutes. Like uh, the island we're playing on is called Selby Cent and it's a small island. I think the stadium is about five minutes away from the hotel on the bus, and uh, it took us maybe thirty, thirty-five minutes to get back to the the hotel. I say said everyone, everyone of the fans who were at the game, they were out in the street. They just wanted to see the the players like who played the game, like and it made you feel like you won the World Cup there mm, and then, brilliant, like. Brilliant. Uh, and they said the music was being was blared on the bus, and everyone was dancing on the streets and just wanted to get a, a look at the players. And they all followed us back to the hotel, like, and they just. Really made you feel like a, a football like
0: And and what the what what do your family make of it? Like what do they, uh, like they, they love it? Like it's your dad, right? Is the
3: qualification? my dad, me dad actually came to the game. He uh, he flew over to to Centre to to watch the game, then he went on to visit my granddad in Sandy like, and that was his like first time obviously going to a match in, in Cape Verde like. And he uh, he just couldn't get over like, That's said, like, yeah, it was brilliant. Like and even chatting to him after, he's like, "Big, you have your own fan club here like." And uh, he was just so proud like, and that means a lot to me as well as I have my family kind of looking at me representing the country like cause I have cousins over there as well who come up to me uh, text me saying like oh, we're so proud of you just to, to to represent the family like and that means so much like. It's interesting because I think some of the lads who played the English born
0: lads who played for Ireland over the years they did actually use it to like reconnect with family here or learn yeah. a bit about their history that they didn't really know and i'm guessing for you there's an element of that you're, as you said you're meeting cousins i don't know had you met them before or not or no of course cases. like I,
3: there's a, I have a cousin down there who i hadn't seen in about 20 years like and uh i met her husband and her and daughter and then there's people who are coming up to me as well that like, are my cousins like i've checked out with me but I, like, <laughs> yeah no they're legit like they're they your cousins and like, i've never met them before like so it, it's great to kind of put that connection uh back together like and obviously try uh, kind of tries to be family back to Sandy Clough and just meeting new people and even the, the lads on the team like and meeting their families like it, it, it feels like everyone's a family down there like everyone knows each other everyone uh, has relations uh, that like obviously work with each other or, or spoke to each other some part like so it's, uh, it's just a really like really great experience I can't really put my finger on it to say like how it makes me feel I' all well, looking back now in a few years I think myself Jesus this is just an incredible adventure That yeah
0: so what's your schedule then for the next uh, what's your off season looking like this year <laughs> not, not Ho- much hoping you make the squad I think yeah. you know you've got a good chance of making the squad but like yeah. you, probably, you probably don't want to be complacent about no it, no but, of course but I'm looking here 9th of January Ethiopia Cape Verde yeah. the African Cup of Nations Burkina Faso and Cameroon and like yeah. a, an
3: intro Malden and Tal will uh, be buzzing like a, yeah. a
0: major tournament you yeah, know? yeah it's
3: almost so, like, uh, I think it's next week. It's coming up. We have the final two World Cup qualifiers against uh, Central Africa Republic and Nigeria. Like so, if we win them two games, we qualify first in the in the group. So we want to the playoff. We one game after World Cup. Like obviously, you know, getting ahead of ourselves. That would be that would be unbelievable. Jeez. Like and then um, uh, speaking to. The kind of director there of, uh, of Cape Fear, the Football Federation. Last uh, last time was down playing games, and i are talking about heading out to the African Cup of Nations on the 26th of December. Like so, there won't be much of a of a break, and i trying. Where's to
0: it on the Cup of Nations this it's year? It's on in
3: Cameroon. Cameroon, okay. yeah, yeah. And we we have the hosts oh, in our group, you've so they are already that, beaten as well. We've, al- we've already beaten them. I think there will be a different beast now back at home uh, in front of the, the home crowd, because like, the stadiums would be would be packed. out We actually played uh, Central Africa Republic and Cameroon, uh, in Cameroon qua- in uh, qualifying for the World Cup, and they played in one won the stadiums that were. Purposely built for the Cup of Nations and it was incredible yeah, yeah. It was torrential rain I'd say for 48 hours and I say torrential rain like you wouldn't find this up in Bally Buffet like mm. it was it was really really <laughs> Ollie, Hor- Ollie there watching <laughs> the game yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's trying to get the game there <laughs> held there like the pitch the pitch held up incredible I think it was like an 80,000 seat stadium, dressed dressed films rooms were first class and it was just it was, you kind of got a feeling like this is going to be packed Out when we come down here in January, like, and it'd be Saturday. Saturday, so. Yeah. Your
0: Christmas this year is again, touch wood, all going to plan. I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah. I mean, all you're 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 heading away. You're it's a very different type of a uh, Christmas yeah. for family it's and it's a walking Christmas, girlfriend, or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it's a different gig, yeah. Like, this you know.
3: is it. And like, especially speaking to my girlfriend and family, it's going to be weird kind of being around Christmas time. It's kind of time you kind of uh, relax and switch off and spend a bit of time with family. Like, and I'll be getting off the camera. On for Look, it could be, it could be a month, like hopefully a bit longer, but it could be, it could be a month or so, like, and then you're, you're coming back and you're, you're kind of straight into a new season, then. Damien Duff's shells probably facing you early on in the season you're like yeah i got to prepare for that no <laughs> know, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I'll be doing me extra runs over and kind of in Cameroon the, in in the heat it's yeah. exciting
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I can feel a couple other questions here With Ian's noise asking was there any truth in the links with a move to Nuremberg you were linked with a move to Nuremberg i in seen Germany. that in, yeah. in,
3: the, in the papers already um, to be honest with you I, I don't know um, you didn't I, hear no, okay. no I didn't hear that, like, it's just, it's just rumours and speculations I suppose
0: oh, it's all good Listen, it's not bad speculation yeah. I suppose because the Cape Verde lads are spread all around Europe as well aren't they it's yeah, a real diverse get them makes.
3: all over the world I think there's players playing in Dubai Turkey France uh, Slovakia Norway Portugal and uh, yeah and do they have questions
0: for you about your football what's it what, what, yeah, so like yeah, in what, your country what's and the stuff?
3: standards like what, what are the good teams like uh, are you competing in Europe Like, and uh, like a lot of people didn't really know about like Shamrock Rovers and that. Like and know they all. They were like have the the video analysis. There, text me after the games like saying this is Shamrock fucking Rovers. Let's go <laughs> like <laughs> after uh, you won last yeah, week. Yeah, after you won. Yeah. Like yeah, so it's great. Like they all keep an eye now on the on the results and the games. Like
0: that's good stuff. Because Luke Hoy was asking, did you ever talk to the Cape Verde centre back here about playing against Bows? Yeah, like, like once I seen. It's Fairvar
3: you said. Yeah, Fairvar. I think it was it was last year. There, as soon as I seen the uh, that the balls are playing them like um, the next time I was down there I was asking Slippery about the games like how do you think it went on and he said look it was, it was a really tough game we were lucky to kind of, yeah, get out of it like, and uh, he was probably really impressed with the with the standard.
0: Mm. Um, I'm just looking here who else but Richie Kavanagh uh, Roberto's improvement from what he signed to now has been terrific was there anything specific that the coaching team did to bring out the
3: obvious talent he had? Um, I think they just they backed me and and they sort of believed me. And I think one thing I've probably struggled with, like, um, before, well, even now, like, just to have that confidence, like, uh, and to trust what trust what you have inside you and trust what we're trying to do as a team. Like, and I think the the, the coach and staff are really patient with me. They worked really hard and they kind of identified areas in the games where we can we can improve on. Like, and just having that sort of like like backing from the whole, from from great players as well. Like, not yeah. just good, good managers and good coaches. Like, from having uh that backing, like, it just kind of brings it to a new level in the comments to say, like, okay, if they believe me, it's I need to start believing myself here and, mm. and trust trusting what I do, like uh,
0: the, the boy Owen, Owen Byrne, a former uh, contributor or, or producer of this show, he actually is he's sending a message or a question as well. Does Pico have any examples as to how Stephen Brod- Bradley evol- evolved as a manager in his time there? I sort of mangled that question. But in terms <laughs> of Brad uh, you know Stephen Bradley's evolution as a manager as well because you've you've seen it you know you've seen him go from nearly man to
3: back to back league winner 100% and I I don't think there's there's much change about him he sort of always had this belief of the way he wanted to play and the way he wanted his teams to play and this sort of confidence as I know like we're we're good enough to to do this and I believe in the process and I think he he showed that from the first day I was in there like and uh, to be able to kind of like Still have that belief and dig your feet in when you're coming come under all that pressure. And he came under a lot of pressure uh, in the early stages of Rovers, like, and even maybe the bit of the second season. Like, there was still that pressure on, like, saying, this isn't working. But he had this belief in him to say, like, No, we'll make this work. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident it will. And look, it's it, like I, I think he's just come from strength to strength. And he just goes to show you what an unbelievable manager he is, an unbelievable like big passion he has for our game. To kind of, he watches so much about football to kind of. Get his team playing like this, and believe this is the right way to do it, and he's he's proven it. Played Gavin Bazuna against Bray that time. <laughs> That's
1: probably the the trajectory where everything changed Sean Rovers because he would goalkeeping problems. He went in all of a sudden. Like Rovers lost a lot of games because you didn't have a you were making goalkeeping mistakes. Like with, with mm. all due respect, and he Bazuna came in and then Manus came in, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I think like
3: like, like Gavin is an, an absolute exception. Like I what think did you make from as a lad as well? Like brilliant. Um, I think he came in, he, he was sixteen, and he was he was a man. Do you know what I mean? He was he was so composed, he was so calm. There was no ego or arrogance about him. He was just willing to learn and and willing to show that like I'm, I'm a goalkeeper like and like yeah it, it can be a ruthless place like uh, the rest of my in a football team and, and especially on the five sides the five sides mm. get really heated and uh, especially as a goalkeeper if a goal goes in like, no matter if it's stuck in the top corner or it's kind of fumbled in people are going to be on your case like and Gav just took it on the chin and i goes Look, I'll, I'll improve here and didn't back away from any challenge as people come out, come on, let's go Gab, and he, no problem. He just sort of took it and destroyed, wanted to learn and then you see when he goes into the game and these pressure moments, it's like he's been there his whole life. Like is it cool like,
1: for you watching him like at the yeah. Serbia game and that? Like,
3: Yeah, definitely. I just remember, I go back to the game down in Cork where he, he saved the penalty and I see him then lining up for for Ireland and that and think to myself, this can't be easy for him. Yeah. He was able to do this at, at 16, mm. 17. He's only 19 now, I think. Mm. He's, yeah, only 19 Better. now. Yeah, and, yeah. That's why you think about things like he's been around years. This is this is easy for him. I'm like,
0: mm. yeah, I'm sure you're probably watching it off in Africa somewhere anyway yeah. right on a sort of a grainy sort of I've uh, mm, yeah. uh, iPad or something. Um, I should ask you as well because it is the story of the week. Damien Duff going to shells and the mayor may not be a Joey O'Brien element. We're sort of speaking before everything is completely put out there. But firstly, like you actually worked with you played against Damien. You said, but yeah. you had a bit of time with him as a coach. I mean, the league does seem to be buzzing by this news, even though it's a rival club. I'm sure you can. Feel a bit of that, you know, the feel that the the anticipation about what this might be like.
3: Of course, yeah, it's, and it, look, it's great for the league, like big, high-profile players and coaches, cause they're good coaches now in, the, in their own way uh, coming into the league, it, it's all it can only mean good things for for our league and make it more competitive. Like as you say, I, I worked with Duffer, and his passion for the game, his enthusiasm for the game, is, is, is second to none. Like he really has this sort of obsession with it, like, and I like, can imagine anyone who goes there now will, will improve, and, and will obviously improve again next year. It'll be a really tough team to play against.
0: And Joey is a is a beloved figure in your address. Room, if he does go, and I know we'll see what happens. If he does go, you'd miss him, right? Because he's, a, of course, such a big presence.
3: Oh, he, he's massive, and I think, uh, I think between himself, like uh, Joey and Al have been the most important signs, I think, in, uh, in my time at Rovers. Here. Joey's just he sets the standards every day in training, he keeps everyone honest, uh, he controls the fine money as well, which is, which is important. Like, but yeah, yeah, it's a massive gig. No, but like, I think it, like what really impressed me about Joey. You think he, he comes in and everyone's saying great experience adding the team, he's quality. He's a great footballer. I've never seen the man sort of like be put under pressure with a bad pass. He just takes it, destroys and and plays a simple pass or makes it look simple, I should say. And I've never seen him be born for pace, mm. never. Which is which is actually frightens me. Like he's, he's he's has this like way of the game where, where, no matter what winger comes up against him, you never see him. Getting the race on down the side or whatever, and he's and just again he's he's a great footballer, a great leader, and really important to our our investment.
0: We should mention the the fixtures
3: this weekend
0: in the Premier Division. It's um we'll come back to your game. We'll leave your game to last, but it's um St Patrick's Athletic against Sligo Rovers on Friday. Pretty important game. The Sligo Rovers got the two wins, so they're in control of their European destiny there. Although. Derry City still have a chance. Finn Harps against Derry City also on Friday. Uh, Drogheda and Dundalk, sorry, I should say, is tomorrow. That's Thursday, seven forty-five, and then on Sunday we've got Dundalk against Longford, and we've got Bowes against Drogheda. We have the first division playoffs. Um, Johnny Ward very excited going out to the Carlisle Grounds later to watch way, way before Pico so we are we are speaking on Wednesday morning um, now right like so.
1: the, the old days of winter football Pico like the Carlisle Grounds is so cold in a, when it's proper winter football and part of me is nostalgic for the nights where it's bitterly cold and you had to get yourself warm in the sand for a League of Ireland game in United Park or Carolina Grounds it's likely to be a throwback because it's going to be Baltic yeah. and uh, it's going to be pitch black going into the ground and um, yeah here's hoping
0: but you sound like you love a bit of misery Johnny that's what you're thinking I, like,
1: an awful lot of people can relate to what I'm saying here and a bad pitch well, like, you know, it's everyone, not a good idea and people forget like it was a big move to go summer football like it's been a revelation but uh, there is a nostalgia for I know, I, I know 5,000 people it's a terrible got, pitch you
0: have got Clive Change and everything, so we can. we be, be grand. Even if yeah. we go back to the uh, we got, we have got treaty and UCD, and then the reverse of those are on Sunday. Um, Pico, you go, you go to Waterford on Friday, um, and they're they're not bad. Like you know the yeah. the, the, the the form table since the mid season break, they're actually second on points behind, I've seen that behind yeah. you guys. So I know you've won the league, and it's probably that sort of weird time of the season where you, you've you've achieved your number one goal. So what are you looking to do for the rest of the season? I know you'll be you'll be a, you're going to miss the bowls game cuz you're going to be an international so, duty yeah. right but yeah. what are you looking to get from the rest of the season now?
3: yeah just finish on the highest amount of points we can possible and obviously to win our, our next three games like i think now it's a it's an opportunity like i think some players might play a few extra minutes it's an opportunity, opportunity for them to show what they can do i think you've seen what young has done in, uh, i was it. doing yeah he's to, a talent isn't he yeah he's a he's a great kid as well like so uh and then there's other young lads conan came on and, and max who has been training hard with us all year like it's a chance for them to to show mm-hmm. what they can do and show the stuff and stake a claim for for next year going forward like so uh that goal will be won't change if are going to try and get maximum points now for the next three games
1: what's your contract situation when are you contracted to
3: um, I think I have another two years. Okay, yeah.
1: just, just finally for me, um, I think every football fan in this country. Neil feruja from the last time he played Watford home, it's just been brilliant to see him come back because I yeah. genuinely thought this lad might not play again if you keep getting hamstring injuries. And he seems to be like enjoying his football again, I suppose.
3: Yeah, like we're all delighted for Neil. Say. It, it's been a heartbreak, even even watching. Him I was, I think I was on the, in the stands against the, the game against Watford mm. where he just sort of stretched again and his hamstring. Again. I itself like, oh god, he's, he's broken down again. But they quite finally got to the bottom of what was causing the issue and and hopefully touch wood now that uh Neil can kick on because i them against finn harps there i was just like jesus this fella can be anything he wants to be he's got this drive this power pace Skill like, and I'm really looking forward to them to properly kick on now. Like, if you can get a run of games, there's no telling where you go. Yeah, I mean, so
0: so so. You remind me again, your fixtures next week with Cape Verde
3: is it's is uh, Central Africa Public in Cape Verde and Nigeria away.
0: Wow, and I think Sahibos injured, is he at the moment? Did you? He didn't play against Sahibo previously. No, I dogs didn't, didn't play yeah, 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 I think he's got yeah. an
3: injury. Nigeria
1: away. It's like yeah, we've not, like like we're going. We're playing Watford, then have Nigeria away. But it's some stamps week. on the
0: passport you're picking up now. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's definitely. It's great
3: footprint wouldn't be great, Pico. No, no. And look, yeah. the, the airports are going to aren't great either. The <laughs> airports are probably more difficult than the, the, the plane itself. Like, Yeah. With, uh, uh, like, geez, I won't go into detail. The last airport I was in was, was in Ghana. Go on, uh, give us a bit. Give us something, yeah. <sighs> right, so um, you have to get a PCR test before you arrive there. And then as soon as you go off the plane, they make you pay for an answering test. Uh, and it's 50 euro if you have a, an African passport, which I do have a Cape Verdean one, and if you have a European passport, it's 150 euro. So I go in, show me Cape Verdean passport. They want 150 euro mm-hmm. uh, out of me to saying you're not Cape Verdean. And I, go, I was like, like, everyone's has my passport there. I, I play, actually. I have yeah. C- could you do playing an playing accent? This. Could you do a non- <laughs> yeah. non-Crumlin accent potentially? Like, you know? No, I'm, unfortunately I'm stuck with that. Like, but uh, <laughs> t- eventually they, they kind of realised they made a mistake, only charged me the 50 euro. Uh, and then that took now an hour and a half. You go through to what I thought was passport control. It was actually a, a vaccine passport control, not for coronavirus, for yellow fever it's a requirement coming to the country which nobody knew about Uh, and I was like I I don't have that I didn't know I was supposed to have it and then he said oh God and they just sent me to a room a vaccination room they are just handing out yellow fever vaccines and make you pay some more money to get a yellow passport so you you take that and they could have injected me with water I don't know but they they took me money anyway and I showed me vaccine passport and then my bag went missing so uh, there was a do you Was want it? to be back in Santry all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. I do. So I take the quarantine now. But yeah, it's such you're vaccinated like, from everything,
0: which is the good news. Not, yeah. not just like COVID, but like whatever. you else, yeah. The common cold, yeah. yeah.
3: fans. Get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but like it, the, the, the the airport are crazy. But then once you get to the the countries and the hotel, it's just like, this is fantastic. Like, so it's worth it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and listen, it's some story and it's been great having you in. Um... And yeah, best of luck with the road ahead, with the the months ahead. It's a very very different off-season for you. you I can't wait to
1: see uh, Kate Verde playing in the African ace Cup, that's going to be pretty yeah, good yeah no I think you're going to yeah.
0: get a bit of publicity and attention around that you yeah. know so as yeah. I said good players as well so yeah
3: mm-hmm. be well worth the churning in should
0: be good alright
1: listen yeah. I think we're done that's it that was episode 34 um, what a day for the League of Ireland and uh, I'm not just talking about Galway and Bray at the grounds it was uh, Damien Duff presumably taking over as Shelburne boss and presumably who, which who, presumably well, it hasn't quite happened yet it's 11-24 and who's going to join him as assistant uh, maybe another of the League of Ireland greats Pico it's been brilliant having you on thanks for and having Best of our season, and uh, yeah, we shall talk to you next week. And that was in association with Futureticketing.ie.